Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, yeah, ESPN this is Radio, how we do Sirius, it. XM Channel yeah. 80. What? And your smart speakers, Chris Canty, oh, in for Keyshawn today. Jay, I can't believe what I just heard. What, what is going on? You're talking to, to DiPietro like... and Rothenberg uh-huh. on their excellent show on ESPN New York. Yes. And I heard you invite them. Oh, Jay missed the shot on the waste paper basket. No look, but it was close. No look, close. So I heard you invite them. To City Field. Yep. To watch yeah. you throw out the first pitch for the Mets. Yep. May 31st. Gets I noticed something. Chris, did you get an invite? No, I didn't. Actually. Uh, Evan, Yates, anybody? Pat? I didn't get an invite. James? You think you know a guy, dog? You didn't invite, you invite the New show. York guys. I don't like anybody on the, my show. Wow. Ahead of the people you work with every I don't, day. I don't I'm like the people I work with every day. That's obvious. I don't work with you. I would have invited you. Jay, I don't work with you every day, though. You're a Yankees fan. You're going to get an invite after the show. That's going to be more popular. Oh, okay. All right. James, what are you saying? You're yelling, Jay. You offend everybody else. Max isn't coming to City Field anyway. I ain't going to no City Field to watch the Mets. Hell no. Hell no. I'm not going to invite you Rothenberg ahead of the guys you work with every single day. Because I am so mad. Because I don't Ridiculous. like you, James. Like, Jay, like Jay, oh. Jay, that's crazy, Jay. Like, you ain't even give me an opportunity to say, first off, like baseball, first off, I want to go. You could have gave me an opportunity to opt out. First off, Yates, don't you yell at me. I gave you my courtside seats to the Nets game. That you can't say true. anything to me true. for years to come. So yeah, you're yeah, out of it. I'm just trying to take you to the Masters, Evan. So I'm done with you, too. James. I give you my courtside seats to World <laughs> Wrestling WWE. I'm tired of all this hate. All you do is you take from me every day. You give me nothing, nothing. Oh, he's gonna lose his voice. BS. You hear how high pitched his voice? You are Chris, absolutely that came correct. From a, I stand corrected. Yeah, yeah you all stand corrected. That's why I don't like any of you. Wait, I want to hear this. I, I want to hear this. Great teammates. Yates just stood down. Evan James, are you standing down? Yes or no? No, You're I'm welcome, not James. Down because now I think that my master's ticket was offered to Dave Rothenberg first. I was just wow. going to play. Dave Rothenberg was going to go to the master's. Yeah. Dave can't go. I invited David Rick first. Yeah. They couldn't go. That's Do you want to go? Know. You know what I don't understand, Max? Why would Yates want to go to a Mets game after the Mets just did what they did to his hometown Phillies? To his Phillies, right? Because he ain't loyal. I don't really understand. I'm not really Canty, I'm not really a baseball guy, so I just wanted the opportunity to say, you know what? I don't want to go to that John, but it's cool now. You know, you know, when you using when you using John, you a Philly guy, yeah, and, and by see? rule, you have to rock with all Philly sports teams. Well, in that so case, even though you're not I a baseball guy, guy that's you should still be embarrassed by what the Mets did to your team last I, night. I, I, I was at the barn a couple times, uh, uh, Max. You know, mm-hmm. Carter Hart and all that. Mm-hmm. He shoots, he scores. But listen, Yates, <laughs> listen, Yates stood down. Evan, Evan brings no. up the fact that he believes that you that he was not the first guy to receive the yes. invite with and, those courtside tickets he, to the Masters. I've sent, I've, I've sent a bottle of Camus wine 
to Evan's house yeah, and it was for him and his Dave wife. Has Evan ever done anything to me? Has Evan ever said Dave anything to, to my family's Evan. house? Yeah. No, Evan says inappropriate things when he's on speakerphone in front of my wife. That's what Evan is. Yeah. That's the kind of man Evan is. I didn't know is. I was what? on speakerphone. Yeah, what? I told you you were on speaker after what? the fact. What? Wait, wait, wait. Nasty you know what, though? No, Key says, Key says I'm only in this job because of my dad. I think I'm only in this job because RJ and Ray Santiago turned it down first. Wow. wow. Yeah. Wait, wait, Jay, Jay, since we're, about that? Jay, since we're talking about stuff like that, I have a question for you. What is this? Throat jammy, the whole thing. Again, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, try Max, to connect that no, to something inappropriate Max, somehow. Max, you can't Max, do it. it well, what do you, not what really, do you uh, mean, uh, try to? I don't, I don't it's not hard to connect it to something too inappropriate. Yes, you no. are going to By have the to way, take well, a couple steps there. Operative word is trying. Never mind. Throat jammy? You're saying trying operative word. Then you're saying throat jammy. Jeez. Hey, listen, man. We don't judge anybody for alternative lifestyles. Yeah, I mean, whatever makes you happy, Max. I'm very secure. I'm very secure in myself. These things don't bother me. Exactly. Your grooming is impeccable. I have a sore throat. Perfectly quaffed hair, by the way. That's true. By the way, I'm fastidious. I'm fastidious in terms of how neat I am and everything. In my house and everything, you know. Yeah, okay. You That's guys right. are ungrateful so teammates. Shoes off at the door. So I don't like any of you oh, anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so, like, are we invited to the Mets game? or January 5th, James. So, so we're invited then? Wait, the day before? <laughs> you should, you should. Can't even get the joke uh, right. They're out of town already. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, show up on the 7th. They're out of, yeah, they're out of right. town. I thought they had a home game. Do you guys want to go to the Mets game? No, yeah. See, no, 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 really. you guys no, are the worst. No, because it's an I don't want to go, Max, because it's an afterthought. And right now, in their heads, yeah. they're probably hoping that Jay Will goes out there and bounces the first pitch like 50 Cent did. Oh, Pat Castello oh, for put sure. That in his mind. That, that's Pat Castello for Wait. sure wants that because he'll yeah. use it for all social media. Oh, Jay, what have you? What have you gotten, Jerry? New guy on the show. What have you gotten, Jerry? Jerry just came back on the show. Jerry left us for a year. I worked on this show late into the night every single day of the week. But I still love you. That's the difference between me and them. That's all. Oh! I love you too, Jay. Um, first of all, Jay, let me just tell you, I don't want to go to a Mets game. I know. I don't want to go to City Field. Yes. I hate the Mets. I'm a Yankees fan. Understood. Okay? And that's how it works in New York. Yes. Yeah. You choose a side and you – by the way, back in the day – Yankees fans hated the Mets worse than they hated the Red Sox. People forget about this now. I think that's changed over time, but there was a time where Mets were public enemy number one in Yankee Stadium. It felt like that in the 80s. Yeah, man. Growing up in the city, it felt like that because the Mets were the cool team in the 80s. We got jealous, didn't we? In the late 80s with Dodd. We got jealous, didn't we? How old are you, CeCe? I'm younger than you. So how do you know about that? You're talking about the 80s like you were like 15, 20 I'm an 80s 80s baby. You got older brother? Yeah, I got two older brothers. Ah, see, there you go. See, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Only child. I had nobody passing it down. Gotcha. Nobody. Yeah, I couldn't tell. No, the, uh, let me tell <laughs> you something. <laughs> <laughs> you are the worst. <laughs> let me tell you something. Oh, in the man. 80s, in the Yankee Stadium bleachers, where I basically grew up, right? Mm-hmm. In the 80s, there was a chant, which I cannot repeat because it is inappropriate. But it started out by, st- I'll, I'll modify it a little bit, where you talked about who stunk, Right. And number one was Mets stunk, and then Boston stinks, and then whoever you're playing stinks, and then the right fielder stinks for whoever you're playing, and then box seats stink, and then that side of the bleachers stink, and then you had to do a a 360 pointing to everyone. You all, let's call it stink, right? Mm -hmm. But the Mets were number one. one. Yep. That's the kind of town New York is. There are towns like Chicago. You're either a White Sox fan or a Cubs fan. You're not both. Can I ask you guys a question considering you guys are both Yankee fans? Mm. 
considering that you guys couldn't come to an agreement with Aaron Judge and he bet on himself, which I love, and considering the fact about how he's been playing, how do you feel now? How do you yeah. feel about the future of Aaron Judge? I was Judge? mad at the Yankees. Chris, Chris Canty in for Keyshawn today, Keyshawn J. Will Max, ESPN Radio. I was mad at the Yankees because they came up to like 30.25 million. Really? You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna blow this over two or three million a year for Aaron Judge? You already went up to the length he needed, right? Yeah. You took him to year th- age 37 year. Yep. So you're going to quibble over a couple million? That really bothered me. Yeah, but you know how the Yankees have been operating under Hal Steinbrenner as yep. opposed to George Steinbrenner. They use the luxury tax threshold as somewhat of a hard salary cap. Now, yep. they went over the threshold, but you're talking about, you know, the increments that you go over. They don't want a without repeater giving, tax. Without yeah. giving too far in the weeds. They're not going to do what the Dodgers are doing. They're not going to do what the Mets are doing. You saw what Stevie Cohen did earlier this week, dismissing Robinson Cano, mm-hmm. DFA, and him, and eating $40 million. You think the Yankees are going to do that with Hal Steinbrenner? Hell no. no. Think about how long they drugged that Jacoby Ellsbury thing out. So, it was frustrating for me, Max, and you're talking about that $30 million a year range on average annual value. If you consider the fact that it's arbitration year this year, you're talking about that average being around $28.75 million. And when you consider some of the best players in baseball, some of the best hitters in baseball, Aaron Judge is worth more than that. He knows that somebody out there on the open market will pay him that. And this could end up being a situation where the Yankees live to regret not getting this deal done before the season. He is a part of two distinct lineages for the Yankees, okay? The Yankees have the larger-than-life Paul Bunyan hits mammoth home run guys like Babe Ruth, who basically invented the home run, Mm -hmm. Mickey Mantle, right, like that. He's part of that. Oh, my God, Ruthie and Aaron Judge hits the ball 500 feet. He hit 52 home runs as a rookie. Unbelievable. But he's also a part of the lineage of, like, Lou Gehrig and and Don Mattingly and Derek Jeter, the homegrown product who is who, who could be the captain of the team, yep. who has who plays all facets of the game very well. Five two player hits, hits for average, uh, runs the bases, plays defense, has a great arm, throws to the right base, all those things. He's you cannot and, and on top of all that. There are maybe he's in the highest echelon of great baseball players. There are maybe five or six guys as good as him in the game. No question about it. When you start talking about his versatility in the outfield, he can play right field, he can play center field, and he's a gold glove defensive player. He's a plus defender. Not to mention you're talking about a guy that's at the top of the the league, top of the majors in home runs, and he bats 293. And also, let me say something else. And he's got an OPS over 1,000. You guys are diehard baseball guys. That's why they were winning. You guys are diehard baseball guys. I'm becoming a baseball guy. I'm becoming more of a Mets fan, I'll be honest with you guys, than anything. Welcome to a lifetime of misery. That's fine. That's fine. I don't know. With Stevie Cohen and the way they spend money? I like those odds. But what I will say is I can quickly recognize from somebody who's been around Derek Jeter for a large part of my life, like considering we had connection points, is I see when players are endeared to this city what it means to their fan base. And last night, happening to turn on the Rangers game and seeing Aaron Judge at the Rangers game, literally down a beer and seeing the I'm like LeMayhew and someone else. It was Rizzo. Yeah, it, yeah. That, that, that's what. Like if you're a New Yorker, you're like yes. Like, you get it. Yeah. It feels like he gets it. Yeah. And he was at the Brooklyn Nets game yes. in that series against the Celtics. He's such a great I mean, player. But here's the thing. Saying, He's man. the closest thing to Derek Jeter since Jeter left. And, and by the, the way, even Daryl Strawberry and Reggie Jackson, uh, Daryl Strawberry was homegrown, but he played for the Mets, not the Yankees. Reggie was a free agent. But there's something about the way he hits home runs, Aaron Judge. You mm-hmm. really, the only Mantle and Ruth in, in New York ever hit home runs 
like that. that. He is the he's oh, the, the one biggest, that he, the one that he had in Kansas City that straightaway. <laughs> crazy. I mean, he cr- that thing, he man. crushed the ball. Well, Reggie hit them like that too, but he wasn't homegrown. But I mean, like this is something different. I cannot believe they would even entertain messing this up. But he's already more expensive than he was. Yeah. Jay, meantime, wait. Can I give one quick caveat before you, before you transition? Yeah. Aaron, I never, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at CC's thighs. Yo, you and Aaron Judge got the same kind of thighs, man. Why are you looking at his Why thighs? Why are you checking for my thighs, bro? Have you seen his thighs? I'm distracted I just, I by my made, throat jammy, I was Jay. just made to feel very uncomfortable right it? now. And I'm, I'm not, not sure whether or not, not. I got to report this to by HR. Way, by the way. I'm but, just, Max, back to our Yankees conversation. <laughs> I, I want to ask you this question, Max, because, because I think it's a legitimate question. It feels like because the Yankees didn't get this deal done with Judge before the season, mm-hmm. there is absolutely more urgency for them to win a championship than what the New York Mets have right now. I agree. Those two teams have the best records in their respective leagues. It feels like the Yankees got to get it done now or it's not going to happen. And one team's window is closing, and the other one's seems like it's wide open. Like Jeter, Judge gives you a very good feeling. And I know oh, clutch hitting, does it exist? How can you tell? Judge, uh, Judge feels like a clutch hitter. In the yeah. playoffs, when he comes up, you're really happy about it. Not just like, like A-Rod used to get worried. Judge, you're like, yeah, I love this right now. Yeah. Um, because they went all in at Garrett Cole and spent the $300 million plus, and now Severino's healthy, and they got back into the rotation pitching and the bullpen, it feels like this, it's coming together in a way, even though it's not exactly like 09 when they signed to Sharon CC and won that year, but it feels like 09 where, you know what, guys? This team should win. Agreed. My waist is size 32. I feel like his thighs are maybe larger what? than my You're waist. You're still on his thighs? I, I'm, it's I don't Ar- understand. I just, I'm just He's 6'8", 340. And that's why he's he got it's big like thighs. Aaron Judge. I'm telling you, look at Aaron Judge. When he walks in, you're like, their thighs are comparable. Keyshawn J. Willemax is, is presented by Progressive Insurance. I could tell. You're, you're Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. <laughs> Get a multi-policy <laughs> discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Wish I had Put it in the box. The New York Mets with one of their most memorable comebacks in franchise history. <sighs> a great team win. Extremely special. The way everybody believed in each other, pushed each other, counted on each other. Special for sure. That's about as hard as I've been through. We played a really good eight innings, and it was just top of the ninth that, that beat us. It starts with an infield hit, and then they hit the baseball after that. From New York, New York. I'm sorry about that, Max. I meant the home run against the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh-huh, yeah. That was the home run I was talking about no, listen, with Aaron Judge. Even with all the great pitching for the Yankees and everything, without Aaron Judge, they're not going on that win streak. He had a ton of home runs. All right, you heard it on WCBS. The Mets' incredible comeback. They scored six on eight hits in the ninth. Mm. They were down 7-1. They won 8-7. They are now, they were three out of 866 games played when trailing by six or more in the ninth in their history. They were three and 863. Been around, you know, for how many years now? 50, 60, 60-something years. They were 60-1 to against winning that game when they were trailing 7-1 in the ninth inning at Caesar Sportsbook. Jay, you feel like there's something going on with the Mets. You've never really been a baseball guy. You have your choice, Yankees or Mets. They have you throwing out the first pitch every other day in, in City Field. <laughs> every other day. Uh, <laughs> meantime, Which we are not invited, by the way. Yeah, we're not we're invited to that out. guy. I'm actively invited. recruited. 
And and but and Steve Cohen has bought the team at a time. You're right, where the Steinbrenners are playing New York cheap. They're, they're using that luxury tax threshold and the repeater tax as essentially a de facto hard cap or cap at any rate. Where Steve Cohen, hey Robinson Cano, by the way, you notice Cano got had a suspension for PEDs, missed yep. the season, came back, can't hit at all. Yeah, and now now he's in the minor leagues. And you remember the day before when the Mets had that game, Dom Smith went four for four. Yeah, yeah. He's also 40. I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah, you well, know. well, I mean, here's the thing. Everybody was saying, well, we got to give Cano time. He's batting 195. Let's just see how things progress on early on. And it was like, we can't, send, we can't DFA Dom Smith just because he has options. This guy can help us win now. Yeah, so, Jay, you feel like there's something happening with the Mets. Well, just even, like, last night reminded me a little bit of my miracle minute that we played against Maryland when we were down 10 and we came back. With 50 seconds left to go in the game. Just it, it seemed like it was one of the most improbable wins of the Buck Showalter era, right? Like you think about just in the ninth, like it just it just it was like a wave, right? Like seven runs against the Phillies. Like how they put that together, you know what I mean? CC. Sometimes when you when you watch teams, things are going right. You're like, all right, they're on a run, but then things are starting to seem like they're almost destiny like. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for the and I've heard Mets fans say this, long term Mets fans. I'm a new Mets fan to the team. But it feels like they're watching that saying, man, first time in a while, it feels like this is going to be our time. And that's it's going to come down to DeGrom for me. If you have DeGrom, he is not one of the best pitchers in baseball. When yeah. DeGrom is healthy, he is clearly and by far the best starting pitcher in baseball. If you have DeGrom, I'm with you. But it depends if, if when, and how he comes back, right? Otherwise, they're still live. It's just with DeGrom, maybe they're the favorites. They're, they're good. And, and listen, by the way, Chris, I always bring everything back to the Yankees. Mm-hmm. But listen, <laughs> so Yankees and Mets fans, this is a real thing. This is not like Lakers and Clippers where that town can never flip. Yep. The Mets flipped New York in the, in the mid-late 80s. They had more exciting, young, homegrown products, Doc and Dwight. And, or that is Dwight, Doc and Strawberry, and, 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 and then they traded for Gary Carter and Keith Hernandez yes. and Wally Backman, Ray Knight, and Kevin Mitchell was coming up through the system. Howard Johnson, they had a great team in the pitching. Sid Fernandez and Ron Darling and on and on and on and on, mm-hmm. right? Mookie Wilson, Lenny Dykstra, they flipped the town. There no were doubt. more Mets fans than Yankees fans. They were more successful than the Yankees, who had nice teams. They mm-hmm. would, the Yankees would win 90 games. But the, and, and Yankees, as a Yankees fan right now, I love what the Yankees are doing, but I'm a little nervous about how good the Mets are. Yeah, I, I would be too. But the one thing that I would say, first of all, when you have to look at the Mets, the, the thing that I would say is the weakness of their team is their middle relievers. They, they don't have anybody to get them to the back end of their bullpen. Now, Edwin Diaz has been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And last night he showed it again, being able to close the door on the Phillies, not letting them breathe in. Yeah, inch no one goes seven or eight they, innings anymore. After, you need middle relief. After they had that comeback. Yeah, I mean, we know that the Mets are built on their starting pitching, but you got to have somebody to bridge it. Right now, the only middle relievers that I really trust, Seth Lugo, when he's healthy, and Jason Shreve. That, that's about it. Trevor innings. May was supposed to be your setup guy in the eighth inning. That's been a bust. You don't really, Drew Smith, I don't know. You, you don't really have enough guys to get you to your top end, your back end relievers. If, and which is more important than ever because, Jay, in the old days, 200 plus innings is what a starter was supposed to do. You make 30 plus starts, between 30 and 35 starts, if you're not really banged up that year. Yeah. And you go at least six innings a start, right? Yes. That was a starter. Nowadays, you know, on average. Nowadays, Jay, 
if your starter gives you 180 innings, that's like the new 200, 175 yep. innings. So they're only going five innings. They're not seeing the lineup three times. Especially the back end of the rotation, guys. No right? question. When, you, when you've got – Three, uh, four, and five yeah. ain't going. When no you've seven got innings. Bassett, when you've got DeGrom when he comes back healthy, yeah. when you've got Scherzer, you're expecting six innings plus from those guys. Yep. But when you get to the McGills of the world, Cookie Carrasco, you know you're not getting more than five innings. I don't need – You like, can't expect that. Modern baseball, because you because the third time through the lineup, the guy you're diminished and the guys now know They've what's coming. They've seen the pitches. They, they not, you got two shots through the lineup if, yeah. if you're a back-end starter. And, and you need, therefore, your bullpen to really step up and make up that gap. It's not yeah. like the old days. Yeah, so you got to find a way to get what, 12 outs? Yeah. You got to find a way to get twelve outs out of your bullpen. Absolutely, that, yeah. That's what you got to do. So that's I, why they have to carry so many pitchers. So that's going to be the thing that I look for for the Mets at the trade deadline, getting some help with middle relief in their bullpen. Yep. But the bigger question that the Mets have to ask themselves is: Are they going to invest in Jacob Degrom if, in fact, he opts out after this season? So tough because, because I don't know that history. they're a champ. I don't know that I'm ready to assign them as a championship contender. Yep if they don't have a healthy Jacob DeGrom when they get to the playoffs. Well, I strongly suggest that they pass on Jacob DeGrom. Steinbrenner, you go sign DeGrom right now. <laughs> don't tell me about the luxury Well, tax. listen, if it comes down to money, you know that Stevie Cohen has no problem ponying it up. But the yep. question is, is the medical staff going to be healthy with the information that they get back? Because remember, yep. his season got cut short last year, and you're having the issue with his UCL yep. this year. Like, are, are you going to trust giving Jacob DeGrom a deal comparable to what you just gave Max Scherzer? Yep. I'm not. Scherzer's heading to the Hall of Fame yeah. for good reason. Speaking of relief, we have to go to break. I have to go to the bathroom. Tune into an NL <laughs> battle tomorrow as the Cubs host the Struggling Dodgers, presented here. by Progressive Insurance. Coverage begins at 1.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Keyshawn J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. You're listening to Chris Canty with us today in place of Keyshawn, a backup quarterback tearing apart the locker room. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I wouldn't attribute any, um, you know, more significant weight to, you know, how we're going to you know, how we're going to manage the roster, the quarterback room, than, than, you know, other decisions that we face on a weekly basis. The Browns weren't willing to eat enough of his salary, and I think that that's really what this is going to be about going forward. Keyshawn, Jay Willemax, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Chris Canty in for Key today. Ooh. And we have with us now, Chris, Lewis Riddick. Lou, welcome to the show this morning. What's going on, Max? 
What's going on? You tell me what's going on with the Browns. Kevin Stefanski said on ESPN 850 Cleveland, the really big show. Listen to this, Lou. Uh, Is Baker being on the roster a distraction? Listen to Coach's answer. When we're here in the building, we're kind of just focusing what we have to focus on. And and today, that's a walkthrough that I'm already late for. So I'm gonna. You guys got to write me a a note here. (laughs) Um, But it's just it's. It's what, what it's the situation that we're in, and, and we're making sure that we're focusing on what we can focus on. You know, we've talked about it. It, it is unique. Uh, I think everybody understands that. But but for us, it's really treating it day by day, and and, and really not getting uh, too far out ahead of it. Are you confident it'll be resolved, Coach? Yeah. yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. And I think, uh, again, I think everybody would love uh, resolution, but these things are fluid. I think Andrews talked about it. Um, we'll continue to do uh, what's best uh, ultimately for the team at all times, but this is a unique situation, um, and I think everybody understands that. Lewis, what would make Baker Mayfield a distraction to the front office specifically? Like, how would he distract the front office? I don't know if he necessarily, Max, really does distract the front office because, look, the only time that it becomes a distraction or an issue for them in the in the mean, you know in the way in which we talk about it is when they are asked about it is when they're sitting having press conference and or radio appearances or whatever that they do whatever they you know whatever kind of things that they're doing here in the offseason and they're asked about those kind of things because otherwise look, look it's it's part of the business players getting moved on teams trying to absolve themselves of some of the financial responsibility of the contracts they signed them to teams trying to trade players to other places trying to upgrade positions on the roster. And guys get their feelings hurt. Look, that, that's just part of what front offices do. That, that's their job. Their job is to replace you. Their job is to try and upgrade the football team and do what's best for the club financially. So, I mean, the, the kind of thing that they're going through with Baker right now is not unique. I mean, it's unique because he was number one overall pick, but it's not unique to this particular regime because he wasn't their guy in the first place. They didn't draft him. So they're just trying to conduct business. So it's not really a distraction for them. And when people talk about it being a distraction in the locker room, so it's not like Baker is hated universally throughout that locker room. There are players who still, I'm sure, have his back and feel as though he's someone who sacrificed for the team last year playing hurt, that they can understand some of the emotional feelings that he's having towards how you know they went and pursued Deshaun Watson and then what they signed Deshaun Watson to in terms of a contract and the kind of guarantees. There's people who empathize with him. So I don't, I don't really think it's a distraction. It's just a newsy, you know, gossipy type of thing for us because that's, you know, quite honestly, we have to cover the situation, and it is unique, and it is weird because he was drafted number one overall, and he and when he was healthy, they were a team that was knocking on the door to to being the AFC rep in the in the Super Bowl. So it's it, it's it's odd in that way that it has turned south so fast. But I think internally, these are the kind of things that you deal with. Lewis, you got to help me with this because one thing that I saw that I struggled with from Baker's perspective last year when it came to a mm-hmm. leadership. Uh, mm-hmm. issue, I, I didn't understand the reaction after the public rift with OBJ. The organization decided to release him, and then Baker Mayfield essentially airing out the dirty laundry, saying that things need to improve from a communication standpoint with mm-hmm. him and head coach Steven, Kevin Stefanski. To me, there was an opportunity for Baker to show uh, to show some of the leadership that the organization needed him to, uh, rather than to amplify the dysfunction that's going on in and around the team. Yeah. I just didn't understand that. And to me, that's conduct unbecoming of a guy that yep. would be a franchise quarterback or that would be a starter, which is why I think the perception around the National Football League around Baker has changed. 
Yeah, look, I, I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more, Chris. But there, there's many, many instances throughout the course of Baker's career where saying less and doing more should have been the mantra of the day, of the week, of the month, of the year for him. And I think as he moves through his through his career, he will through the rest of his career, he will have to he will need to spend some time reflecting on how he has handled some of those kind of situations and make a decision whether or not he should be doing that going forward, especially if he's put back into a situation where he becomes, I don't want to say the face of the franchise, but where he becomes the primary starter at quarterback and people are going to ask him those kind of potentially explosive questions. Do I need to tell everybody exactly what I'm feeling? Or do I need to just sometimes toe the party line, so to speak, and just say, hey, look, I'm just trying to get better. You know, there's certain things that we need to do better starting with me. You know, you, you know the kind of talk that I'm talking about, the kind of things that keep things in-house keep people from dissecting every single word that you say and get you embroiled in the controversy. The great quarterbacks in this league who we revere and who we talk about as if they are perfect, that like they, they cannot do no wrong are the guys who are masters at doing that kind of thing. And that is a part of leadership. Part of leadership is kind of like saying less, doing more, letting your actions speak for you and not necessarily giving people fuel uh, to dump on what could potentially be a smoldering fire within your locker room. You don't want to do that kind of thing. And Baker hasn't always been great at doing that. He's a very emotional, whereas emotions on his sleeve type of guy, the kind of guy who's kind of visceral, who, who you can get riled up pretty quickly in a press conference. We've seen him get agitated and start saying things, you know, in the past that he probably looks back and says, well, I hope he looks back and says, maybe I shouldn't have done that. So, yeah, I think there, there's no doubt off the field there's things that he – I'm sure if he's being honest with himself, would like to change. And maybe he'll get a chance to change that somewhere down the road. Although, man, it's it's just not looking like the play on the field was good enough to the point where teams are willing to overlook some of the other off-the-field stuff. And it's not bad off-the-field stuff. It's just the kind of annoying off-the-field stuff that, quite honestly, if you can do without, you'll do without. And that's why this whole thing is like moving like molasses right now. Because no one's in a hurry to acquire someone whose tape recently, for whatever reason, whether it's his own doing or the fact that, and, and I know that that not throwing shoulder was a problem, the tape is not good enough to overcome some of the other controversy that comes along with him, if you want to use the word controversy. Lewis Riddick, ladies and gentlemen, ESPN NFL analyst and former NFL executive and player, of course. Thanks, as always, Lou. Good to hear from you. You got it, man. Thanks. Tune in to the ESPN Daily Podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters presented by Supercuts. Download, subscribe, and review ESPN Daily, available wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Um, is there too much mileage on James Harden to refinance? <laughs> Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. 
Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. I used to think if you want to know which college programs are going to be good, go look at the player's parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) Right, like what are they driving? Exactly. That tells you a lot about how serious that program was. Yeah, exactly. But listen to this now. Uh, Tennessee running back Bijan Robinson announced a partnership with Lamborghini dealership in Austin on Thursday. Uh, Texas running back. Texas right? running back. What did Texas I say? Run. You said Tennessee. I said, oh, so my fault. It's Texas running back. Yeah. yeah. So nowadays, you don't have to go. First of all, even back then, you ain't seen no Lamborghinis. It's like it's too yeah. flashy. You're going to bring trouble. But you saw some nice whips in the, in the players' parking lot in the big programs because they've always been paying players. Now it's out in the open. He's driving around campus in a Lamborghini. Oh, yeah. No question about it. It's crazy to think that that's where NIL is going. But, Max, they've been doing this in college sports for the longest. (laughs) All you had to do was go to Franklin Street back in the late 90s and the early 2000s and look at all the cars that the Carolina basketball players were driving. The UNC basketball players, all you had to do, you knew that their mom and dad didn't buy those cars for them. Maybe it was from one of Michael Jordan's dealerships. Nobody really knows. But you knew that that was going on. So, I'm glad that the young guys are monetizing their athletic abilities a lot earlier in their careers. But, Max, because the NCAA and these colleges and universities have been so slow to put in regulations or guidelines, it really has created chaos in terms of being able to manage all of the different ways that players can profit off of their athletic abilities. There was such a lack of leadership in the NCAA. You know, if you you ever, like, work, you know, do game theory – you see that short-term incentives usually trump long-term interest, mm-hmm. right? Uh, take, like, energy policy and, and climate change, right? Short-term incentives, we need energy right now, right? Trump long-term interest, we'd like a planet, right? Okay. And the NCAA, there's so much cash right there that they're kept grabbing for it. Let's just keep this going as far as we can before we have to change anything. Where what they should have done was gotten ahead of it, and then they could have put their hands on it and formed it. And now, instead of that, instead of, like, cream cheese on a bagel, literally, kids were getting in trouble for cream cheese on a bagel. Now, you got dudes riding around in Lamborghinis out in the open. It's part of the system. And, Max, now you're talking about the transfer portal with Jordan Addison, the Pittsburgh receiver, the Bolitnikoff winner, transferring, supposedly, to Southern Cal and having a seven-figure deal in place, a car, and a house. That that's where NIL Good is for them, right now. Though. But it's not They're generating like, the it's money. It's not like these colleges and universities in the NCAA didn't see this coming for years, which is why I have no sympathy for them. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
Keyshawn, J. Willemax on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. Chris Canty in for Key today. Hey, we're asking, uh, would you give James Harden a max extension? A max extension? 888-SAY-ESPN, 729-3776. You can hit us up, Twitter feed, at Max. The NBA playoffs are, after all, on ESPN Radio. Tune in tomorrow night. Warriors host the Grizz, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. And then there's Game 3. This one not so pivotal like the Warriors and the Grizzlies. (laughs) Between the Sixers and the Heat, tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern on Mm -hmm. ESPN. Max, can I tell you something? Jay, Chris, yeah? Can I tell you something? So when Monica McNutt, cuz is what I call her, when she came in the first time, she was in some J's. She was in some sweats, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm like, okay. Like, I had to get up and do my, 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 my little segment over at Get Up. And I yep. walk in. I'm like, hold up. Like, why did I get the poor man's version of Monica on our show? She wearing her dress now. Right. He got ne- like, everything just popping. She, she got the she, heels on. I'm like, oh, wait. Monica, we got jewelry. I mean, we got the glow ankles. up is serious, Jay. What the Jay? hell? We got lotion. The body just I might have smelled some perfume or something. Lotion is the is unbelievable. Y'all got to buy y'all hoodies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, y'all got to buy y'all hoodies. Push your hoodies on us. I did buy the hoodie. When did the Clark Kent telephone booth just like, boom, just see? I mean, 8 o'clock, get up. First segment. Like, you know what I'm saying? Radio's a different vibe. I love y'all. You hadn't gotten up yet. We got you before you got up. I'm still working on it. I think, Jay, I think it's fair Jay. for us to feel away about it. Yeah. I think it's yeah. We'll get down, apparently. Listen, no, 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 no. To show up half made up in a hoodie and whatever I had on this morning is respect. It's a comfort level. You know what I'm saying? That's another <laughs> form of love, y'all. We only good enough to feel uncomfortable with you wearing what you're wearing now on set earlier. It ain't about just about me. I'm comfortable with y'all. Either way, there you go. It's love. See, your ability to flip that. I'm like, damn, Monica, right? I got nothing to say in that head. You'll never win an argument with Monica. Exactly. You'll never, never win a debate with her, ever. Nope. <laughs> you got it, cuz. You got it. <laughs> Monica, you want to hear what Wendy had to say, Brian Windhorst, uh, about uh, Joel Embiid's status for Game 3? Let's do it. Here he is. I don't believe they will. And, and I know people are going to think that's surprising based on the fact they did everything they could to wait for their guy. But you don't do like the Lakers did with Russell Westbrook and double down on a bad decision. Mm. And here's why. James Harden, if you look at his Carfax, he's breaking down. <laughs> he ain't that same player. Chris Paul is a classic car. He's a used car. This team can't win because they got him. Ooh, they need him. It'll be Bad. in the nick of time. Mm. Can they win without him, Monica? No. I got to sleep without him. Mm. Yeah. With him. With him, I think it gets interesting. I think they can push it to six. But how crazy would it be if he's Clark Kent? Right. And and make something happen. The difference to me, folks, you know, bantered around the idea of whether or not they should put him back for the sake of his big picture. Yes, you should put him back. He could be the MVP. Maybe as a hangnail away from being the MVP. He is that much of a difference maker. He is their best chance to getting there. And because of his injury history and who knows what's going to happen with Harden, this is the shot you've got. He Listen, they haven't lost a home game yet. Mm-hmm. You get Embiid back. It's a series, in my opinion. But even if you get Embiid back. James Harden has to show up. Here is Jalen Rose on Get Up, which Monica gets very dressed up for. 
<laughs> on show. whether or not the Sixers <laughs> should sign Harden to an extension. He hasn't uh, cleared the concussion protocol yet, so he can't be listed as anything but out. Um, this is more of an of a issue related to that issue as opposed to the orbital fracture. So if he is able to follow the steps and clear concussion protocol on Friday and he's okay playing in that mask, I still think there's a decent chance that he's going to get out there for game three. But see, Michael, I I said, look, there's nothing wrong with the used classic car. You just can't expect to drive it every single day. And you need different fuel at some point. Thank you. Right? And maybe I am. Wait, classic cars need different fuel? Are you just to make that up? No, I'm. Well, it was an analogy. I don't know if it's actual yeah. fact, but yeah, go okay. with the analogy. All right, fine. Um, they need premium. Yeah, premium. Regular. No, you got to regular. You're on TV and stuff. You should be putting premium in anyway. There you go. Well, you know, might be tough with premium. Gas prices. Yeah. And maybe I am naive to believe, but I do think James Harden still loves basketball and wants to play. And so the next chapter of sacrifices we mention a guy like Chris Paul is body, food, lifestyle. And mm. I don't know that he goes vegan in the way Chris Paul does, but do I think there's still something there that can be a part of a winning team? Yes. I think James can still be a terrific facilitator. Is he going to be James Harden from Houston? No, and we probably should have our mock ceremony from last year with Pastor Keyshawn <laughs> to put that idea of James Harden I can just hear rest. James Harden listening to you right now going, okay, what do I have to do? Monica's going to lay it out for me. <laughs> right. You're going to have to worry about your body. Okay, I can do that. How do I do that? Um, food. You're going to have to give up food. No, I'm not doing that. (laughs) And also lifestyle. i got to stop going out. Uh, Is there any other way to worry about my body? Can I I go out and eat? And Because he ain't doing those second two things. Okay, so what you want? You want to go get a big-time deal in, you know, city that is not fun and doesn't have the kind of clubs you like anyway? So, like, what? That's a part of the problem. Doesn't have the kind of clubs you like? We're going to need for your jersey not to be hanging in gentlemen's establishments, I mean. But, Monica, i got to ask you this question. Goat status. At this point, (laughs) with what we see from James Harden, Mm-hmm. Can he be the second option on a championship-winning team? I got him as third. Monica and I did it at the same yeah. exact time. I got him as third, CC, and I and I don't. I, again, I still think he can be a contributing piece. But what makes James a second option, right? It was the explosiveness. It was the separation. It was the ability to get to the free throw line. All of that stuff has gone. In particular, if he stays with Joel Embiid, he is your one bar none no questions asked as long as he's healthy right and it's funny because bigger just to pull this conversation out a little bit the conversation has come up about Luca. like can Luca be enough right was James ever enough without playing no defense mm. Mm. nope great point you know what I'm saying so like we are you are if you're going to be a top I don't know 15 point guard now in the league cool but that looks very different and I don't think that's a two a two position for him Here, here's one thing that a concern for me it, it so I get it because I want Joel Embiid to come back, Monica, desperately because of the season he had and right. the chance for them to win it. Like, what are we asking of a guy that literally just started looking at his phone the other day? Like, where yeah. the lights bother him, uh, concussion protocol, you know, the ringing in your, in your ear. Now they're going to go, you know, at home where it's going to be loud. Like, it, it's a big ask, He could do it. Whistles, I, buzzers. I, think he, yeah. I don't know. I got you. I don't he know. Could do it. I mean, listen, just from the world of boxing, guys get guys get that and worse, get up and finish the fight 10 Max, rounds, you know, 12 rounds. what you just said, from the because world of boxing, what I'm, saying is, what I'm saying is it can be done, and so it becomes an issue of how much you want it, and MB mm, to me, see. looks like a guy who see, really wants it like right those, now. That's where I get worried about those narratives, how much do you want it? But, it, but do like you think that doesn't factor in? No, I... I'm I, not, I, uh, you're worried that if... They don't do it. Then we reverse engineer it and go, yes. see, he didn't want it. I'm yes. not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm okay. just saying 
it's possible, even if he's not 100%, to go out there, inspire his team, and play well enough to carry them yeah. to a Game 3 victory. Philly has been chasing the process for a long time. Yeah. Joel's had a checkered history when it comes to injuries. This is their best chance. Now, if he gets out there and it's too much, honor that. We, there's nothing for us to say in terms of you protecting your body beyond this game. Honor that. But if he can go, that is their best chance, point blank, period. Yeah, their only chance, really. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Damn, Monica, the outfit, I see you. You know, thanks. Monica's well, well, always on point, right? Killing the game. You see, you should have gone with, I was, I was promoting WNBA earlier. I was. And if I could have worn my outfit, honestly, if I could have worn my outfit that I had on here on Get Up, I would have. By That's which still Monica McNutt giving the straight talk brought to you by <laughs> Straight Talk Wireless. No right? contract, yeah. no compromise. Jay's done with our production staff. That's next on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM. Channel I quit. G-Sean, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. 